ever heard of a little town in northern Wisconsin called Rhinelander? No? Well, you're not the only one. But I'm here today to inform you of a little creature that put the small Midwestern town on the map. Part dragon, part frog, part ox. All hodag. podcast where we cover all things spine chilling and mind thrilling. I'm your host, Sigra. And today, as I said in the intro, we are talking about the infamous Rhinelander hodag. Now, this thing is supposedly born from the ashes of a cremated ox that has been abused by its masters during its lifetime, so it's a case against uh, animal cruelty. The first reported sighting of this creature was in a newspaper in 1893, which quoted it as having the head of a frog, the grinning face of a giant elephant, thick, short legs set off by huge claws, the back of a dinosaur, and a long tail with spears at the end, end quote. The creature is said to disrupt farmers and loggers' work by killing their dogs and oxen, and even the men themselves on occasion. Unlike other cryptids, this one is said to be more of a breed of animal than a single cryptid. There are said to be many hodag crawling about the forests of Rhinelander, or hodags, hodag? I don't know what the plural would be. <laughs> Ho-dog. Going off what the newspaper said, it's oftentimes described as having the head of a frog, face of an elephant, spines like a dinosaur or lizard, long claws, a barbed tail, and two big horns. According to some sources, it breathes fire and has a putrid smell that will warn you of its impending approach. It's supposedly up to seven feet long and 200 pounds. And while it will eat just about anything, it considers white bulldogs a particular delicacy. However, Though the creature is fearsome, according to some strains of the legend, the hodag is embarrassed of its hideousness and laments its ugliness by crying loudly at night in Rhinelander and the surrounding area. Adding to the legend. There have been rumors earlier than this, there have been rumors earlier than this, but the first to solidify the tale into what we know it to be today was Eugene Shepard, a well-regarded surveyor who rounded up a group to kill the beast and reported that they needed dynamite to do so. Later on, Shepard reported that he had captured a live hodag, claiming to have used chloroform to subdue the creature. He displayed it at the Oneida County Fair, but when scientists came from D.C. to snoop, he was forced to admit that it was just a wooden puppet. Fame can really go to the head fast. <laughs> I'll talk a little more about the history of the Hodag and what it has morphed into today, but first I want to tell you about another podcast you might like. Do you want to hear more LGBTQ crimes from around the world? Then Queer Crime is the podcast that will whet your appetite. From vampire lesbians to gay slayers to naughty nuns, Queer Crime brings you serious crimes which have been committed by and committed against LGBTQ people throughout the ages. Patrick, the Irish host, delivers each episode with his own unique take and often scathing views on the criminals. Search for and subscribe to Queer Crime on all podcast apps. Queer Crime. There's nothing more queer than folk. Okay, and we're back. So let's talk a little bit about the Hodag today. Well, today, uh, the Hodag has become to Rhinelander kind of what the Mothman was to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, if you listened to that episode. It's the high school's mascot. There are statues and murals all over town. Uh, there's souvenirs galore. There's even a pageant regularly that reenacts the capture of the Hodag. 
I got a lot of good info from this episode from a very short PBS Wisconsin special on the history of the Hodag, and turns out its history goes way further back than just Eugene Shepard, which I alluded to before the ad break. There are paintings done by the native peoples of the region between 150 and 400 years ago depicting a creature that matches the description of the hodag upon first blush. It's called a mishupishu, and there's even an effigy mound here in Madison in the shape of one. In the Ojibwe tradition, mishupishu is a panther or lion-type animal that lives at the bottom of the sea, usually Lake Superior or Lake Huron, that draws men down to their death. Kind of like a feline siren, I guess? Some people are of the opinion that Mishupishu and the Hodag are different descriptions of the same creature, but others think that the Hodag is comprised of too many distinct animals to be the same as the mostly feline Mishupishu. The Hodag's feature in Paul Bunyan stories is really what propelled it to its current level of fame, and it even has its own entry in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter companion Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them textbook. In 2016, the Hodag had its own presidential campaign, which also reminds me of the petition we talked about in the Mothman episode that garnered thousands of signatures to get the creature's likeness erected in place of Confederate statues. We love to see people trolling politics using cryptids. <laughs> the Hodag campaign promises to include a better downtown Rhinelander, and its slogan was, quote, make vacations great again, end quote. So what do I think of the Hodag? Moment of truth. Well, as with most scripted stories, I think a lot of the sightings are probably fabricated or instances of misinterpretation about what was seen. But on the other hand, we've only discovered a fraction of the animals on this planet, so who's to say there's not some oxen, frog, dragon-type creature wandering around the Midwestern woods? Thank you so much for tuning into this little episode of Tiny Terror. It means a lot to me that you listen every week, and I hope you continue to. If you enjoyed this, I urge you to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. That really helps this podcast uh, get boosted and get views by uh, potential new listeners and potential advertisers. It just really helps me out. If you want even more Tiny Terror, you can check out our Instagram, at Tiny Terror Podcast, to play our weekly guessing game as to what the topic is of the week. And you can also follow me on Instagram at double underscore Sigra and on Twitter at Sir Sigra. If you just cannot get enough of me, I do have a Patreon. Uh, there's only one tier currently. It's $3 a month and you get exclusive behind the scenes and early access to this project as well as content from some of my other projects like my webcomic, my music, etc. If you don't care about all that or you can't commit to a monthly payment, hey, that is totally fine. I've been there. Uh, I am there in a lot of cases. Uh, I also have a Ko-Fi, though, if you want to throw me a few bucks. Essentially, you can buy me a coffee if you like what I do, and I am addicted to coffee. I mean, I'm a barista. I think it would be illegal if I wasn't. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you back here next week. Same time, same place, and insert slide up things here. Salonda Refuse Production. One person's trash is another person's cool trash.